Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Learn how to write stellar stories at this year's Picture Book Summit. Join us online for The Right Stuff, creating picture books that are out of this world with superstar speakers Kate DiCamillo and the Fan Brothers. Plus, enjoy workshops, agent and editor panels, and more on October 8th, 2022. Visit picturebooksummit.com to register today. Do you need help getting unstuck with your writing? Kirstie Call is a therapist-trained life coach who will help you get the drama out of your life and onto the page. Visit KirstenCall.com to register for a free consultation today. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com. Hey, Kirstie. Hey, Kim. So I had to do one of my least favorite things today, oh, which is food yeah, shopping. I don't like it either. Then that led me to have to do another one of my least favorite things. Oh, what was that? Cleaning out the refrigerator. <laughs> I always feel so terrible about all the food that didn't get eaten at the end I of the know. week. No, it's the bratwurst, the avocado pits, and turns me into a crab apple. <laughs> so true. So true. But it is the perfect leak in to today's book, Fridgeopolis, written by Melissa Coffey and illustrated by Josh Cleland. This silly story is the perfect introduction to the reality of food waste. The hilarious illustrations will grab kids from page one. We're excited to talk with Melissa and Josh about their creative process. Let's get started. Melissa, we love this fun way to introduce the topic of food waste to kids. Where did you get the idea for this book? The idea for the book, I think, came from several different places. It was a confluence of factors. One is I am from Wisconsin, so I have that Midwestern value of not wasting any precious resources. Two is cleaning out my own refrigerator. I don't know (laughs) if anyone else despises this task as much as I do. Yes, definitely yes. Inevitably finding some well-intended leftover and Tupperware in the back or some lettuce that had wilted in the crispers and just being astounded at how much food I was throwing out after cleaning out my refrigerator. And then also just having kids eating off their plates when they were little and then lovingly packing these beautiful lunches to send with them at 6 a.m. in little bento boxes. 
and it all coming back <laughs> at four o'clock or worse, getting attached to the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. It was a topic that I hadn't seen covered in picture books before. And so that was what all came together to give me the inspiration to, to write about it. Love it. Perfect. And it is, it's a great introduction to kids. And I really hope schools pick up this book because school lunch cafeterias are big offenders when it comes to food waste. Having taught second grade, I've seen it firsthand. It's so sad to see them throw that all away. This is a really great introduction to the conversation. Josh, what was it about the project that made you want to say yes to working on it? It's just a great message. I feel like it's something that everyone needs to hear. And also, it was just such a fun read. I (laughs) found myself chuckling a few times when reading it and I could not pass up on illustrating a food fight scene. Luckily, it worked out with my schedule. Um, that was an easy yes, really. Nice. Yeah, Melissa did a fantastic job of just creating a story that's not only has a great message, but it's really fun to read. Super fun. Yeah, very fun. Yeah, it um, is. I think that's very important. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Melissa, can you give us a look into your writing process? Yeah. So I do not write every day. And I often don't sit down, usually don't sit down to write and rhyme. I try to let the story find itself, what it wants to be. I know that's a pantser answer. I love it. I will say (laughs) that I knew I wanted to go for humor with this because often I think when we have more serious topics, they can be really overwhelming. And I wanted to use humor to introduce it with back matter for further discussion and exploration of these topics. I definitely wanted to model Fragopolis after New York City. So there's that layer in there. Usually when I write, I start the concept and just, like I said, let that try to simmer and marinate a little bit and figure out where that wants to go. I don't really have a set time that I write or I know a lot of writers do. I'm a little more loose with that. but. I also never shy away from using big words. I know some people are like, I can understand the word dour, or there was a lot of words in Fragopolis. But I think context is really important. How wonderful to then learn some new words after you read the story. So that's always been my approach with writing. Absolutely. So when you are stuck, what do you do? That happens a lot. I generally put something away. I like to have at least two to three different picture book projects going at once. And depending on my mood and my motivation, I will go and work on something completely different. I will often ask my amazing critique partners for a brainstorm, or I will bounce things off of my agent, Charlotte Wenger, who gives incredible editorial feedback. That's generally what I do. I just let it breathe a little bit. I come back to it a little bit later. If you had to guess. How many drafts was it before you were ready to submit? Early drafts of this story actually focused on food insecurity. That's where this originally was going. The characters were there. The city was there. But I was focusing more on food insecurity. And then when I myself started doing the research and learning more about the statistics of food waste, that was like an aha. And so I knew I always wanted a food fight to be the climax (laughs) of the story. It went through a lot of drafts, especially with just tweaking rhyme, tweaking lines, line editing um, to get Mm -hmm. those rhymes right. It went through, yeah, I would say in the early stages, probably 15 or 20 revisions. But then Mm -hmm. once we actually submitted it to Courtney Fahey at 
Littleby Books, Courtney really didn't change anything. There were maybe a couple line edits. Love that. <laughs> Not a lot. I think that's great. So, Josh, your art is so much fun. You've made Thank maple you. syrup pickles and meatballs, <laughs> like, so emotive. There's just so much emotion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great. always so, what was your illustration process like for this book? In general, my process is thumbnails, storyboarding, to refine sketches. With this book, one of the things I, keep, I kept thinking of was Zootopia, a similar yes. style where it's animals in a city. And in fact, I actually listened to that soundtrack a lot while illustrating this book. Nice. Also Googling a lot of gross fridges and then clean <laughs> fridges. And, uh, there's pictures <laughs> online. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Okay. So everyone's going to do that now that they've just yeah. heard you do that. I'm afraid. Uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> I also took my phone and dug into my own fridge and went into the very back and took photos of an ant's view inside a fridge would look like with towering yeah. containers and things like that. Well, yeah, behind so the scenes, look just, into your fridge. It was a fun one. A lot of studying of broccoli. My wife would be like, what are you staring at the broccoli for? Like, well, I'm looking on this book. It was a lot of fun. Josh is so brilliant. He's got pacifiers in the baby carrot's mouth. There's so <laughs> much perspective and movement and just the expressions on like the olives throwing shade to the pickles. Every time I go through it, I find even more fun things to look at. But I have to say, Josh was so kind to indulge me because he put a Wisconsin cheddar in the fridge for me. Oh, well, it's fun doing stuff awesome. like that. This story was really easy in the best of ways to illustrate. Everything just came naturally. Like, of course, all that stuff. Just it's like so very, visual. It was a very it's natural boring. thing from the manuscript. It was so great. There's yeah, so much so. to see on every page. It's really great. Yes. Josh, do you draw or paint or sketch every day? I do draw every day or, or create pretty much every day. I try to get some personal drawing every day or at least like every other day. I think that's extremely important because when I go too far, too long without drawing something personal or working on some personal project or personal endeavor, then I start to dry up, even if it's like a quick doodle every day. That's yeah. awesome. That I makes sense. That. Yeah. What, what's the hardest part for you when it comes to illustrating picture books? A really hard part is editing too early. When you're drawing something, you got to try to silence that inner critic that, oh, this is no good. This is not good. N no one will like this. Things like that. You just got to really like silence that and just work. And then maybe later with a fresh perspective, come back and, and then you can refine It really things. is so important for writing and illustrating. It, you've got to be able to just flow and just not worry what people think and then come back to it. And then you can kind of revise based on what you think would work well but but if you're doing that too early it's like you get deer in the headlights it's just it's so hard to create yeah that's i think one of the hardest parts for me for writing is i that editor is always there in my head and i will stop myself from writing something because it's not perfect or i don't think it's good enough and you're right that's the worst thing you can do because you have to have something to edit or revise, but you can't revise yeah. a blank page. Yeah. It's so totally. true. Yeah. With picture books, I think finding that narrative form throughout the book 
that might be the most difficult part. It's also actually, I think, the, the funnest part too, frankly, just finding the, the point of view pace from beginning to the end. So what I do mm-hmm. is I actually will thumbnail out the entire book from beginning to end. Other people will call it storyboarding. So I just try to find that consistent point of view or maybe a differing point of view for each spread. I find that challenging. I don't know if it's the hardest part, but it's definitely one of the most challenging parts. It's all hard, but it's all fun. (laughs) Hard and fun. Yeah, yeah. The hard is what makes it fun. I feel like once you have that block and you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to get past this or figure this out. And then you do, you're like, oh yeah, I got it. I'm good. Now we're on a roll. And there's like that momentum. For me, drafting is the hardest part. But I know other people say revising is their hard part. What would you say is harder for you? That getting that first draft down or revising? I think drafting because my background is in journalism and communication. So I've written professionally for clients for many years. So I really have a thick skin. And when somebody needs something revised on a deliverable, I'm very accustomed to the revision process. So I think for me, just drafting and getting to the heart of the story, I'm really fly by the seat of my pants and I'm trying to be more of a plotter because especially with the ending, that you really need a strong ending and you need to walk away with that satisfaction, whether it's a twist or whether it's a feeling. And I feel like that's always nailing that ending can be really tough. I just want to add that I find writing a draft and revising both very hard because I can write a draft. (laughs) It's very easy for me to write a very terrible draft. I can write a horrible draft, but actually writing a good one, super hard for me. And then revising, it's hard to get it right. That's why you have to revise over and over again. The whole process is hard, but as Josh, you said, once it does come together, it's super fun. Yes. It's so true. We have one last question. Josh, we're going to start with you. When someone reads Fridgeopolis, what do you hope they feel or learn? Obviously, I do want the end message to come through and be such a good story that they want to read the back matter and take next steps into being good stewards of composting and all that. But I, I just want it to be a fun read so they can continually to come back to it. It definitely is. And there's so much to see on every page. So they're definitely going to want to pick it back up. I'd love to have giggles, laughter, things like that. Yeah, definitely. So what about you, Melissa? When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope it makes kids laugh. I hope it garners lots of big giggles and it's just a fun, engaging, entertaining story. And then secondly, I do hope it inspires and empowers young readers to learn a little bit in the back matter and start to have those more serious conversations. It's very empowering to know that when we have big problems, that our individual choices and actions, we can start with our own lunch and Mm -hmm. we can start with what we do at home at dinner. So there's very simple steps and things that even young children can do to make a difference and to help solve the problem. And I think that's really empowering because obviously we're at the DEF CON one level here with our environmental crisis and they are going to be inheriting the current situation. I don't want that to be overwhelming and scary. I want it to feel like motivating and empowering and inspiring. 
A big thank you to Melissa and Josh for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Fridgeopolis. Check out the show notes to learn more about Melissa and Josh. If you love the show, please consider supporting us through Patreon so we can continue to bring you these interviews and more. Link is in the show notes. Don't forget, subscribing to the podcast ensures you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.